Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Today's episode is going to be kind of to the point, short and sweet, uh, because I think the less I say about this, the better, but it's a very positive message, and I hope you'll really open your mind to uh, applying this today. So the topic of today is uh, the magic of the word yet. Words are powerful, y'all, right? Uh, and they can carry a weight to them because of how they vibrate. Words have a vibration, literally. Everything has a vibration because it's made of energy. We use words all the time to describe things. And what's interesting is that two people can experience the same thing and have a completely different way of describing it. Okay, so let's say two people are a part of a company meeting, right? So they're in the meeting, uh, around the table with everybody else, and after the meeting ends, everybody leaves. Two people walk out, one of, the, one of these people asks the other person that they're walking out with, uh, and they say, well, how'd you think that meeting went? And that person who is answering the question says, man, that was intense. There's a lot of work we have to do. Oh, God, oh, I just don't wanna do it. I feel so overwhelmed. And then that person returns the question to which the other person answers, well, I, you know, I, I thought it I went fine. I'm not surprised. We have a lot of work, but I don't mind a challenge. Two people in the same meeting with two very different perceptions. Words are powerful for sure. They shape how you experience things, how you process things, and support a particular attitude that you choose to have. When I teach communication skills to people, I always remind them uh, of the power of two other words in particular, or two words in particular, and the impact they have on a conversation. And these two words are but and and. Okay? I make this distinction to people all the time because these two words standing alone, well, they don't really hold that much power. But put them between two other words or after a statement, and you have just created a very powerful expression of how you show up in the world. Let's say you're in a conversation with somebody you care about, maybe a relationship, friendship, a professional relationship, and you begin to say something like, something nice, like, you know, I thought you did a good job with the presentation, but, or you tell your partner, I love that you did that, but, I'm sure you can come up with many other examples with the word but nestled in between two statements. And we all know what that means. You know, we know what that implies. The point of the power of the word but is that it completely negates the value of what comes before it, right? It's like, well, why do you even have to say that? Uh, you should just go ahead and get cut, cut to the chase. Because if you uh, pamper it, 
And then you kind of really don't mean what you say. Why even say it, right? I love you, but I want you, but I like it, but you did a great job, but no one could possibly feel encouraged by any of those statements because whatever you say after the word, but is what you really mean. Now, if you use the word and instead of the word, but it changes the whole mood of what you're sharing with somebody. I love you. And I thought you could have changed this in your speech. I want you. And I also need time to myself. I think you did a great job. And what I thought might work better is now I'm going to say it with the word, but I love you, but I thought you could have changed this in your speech. I want you, but I also need time to myself. I think you did a great job, but what I thought might work better is, can you feel the difference in the but and the and? And makes the person listening be able to better receive what it is that you really want to share with them. Both parts of the, uh, uh, of the statement matter, the, the part before the and, and the part after, right? It allows them to hear you fully rather than feel like you just set them up to be criticized by using the word, but another powerful word, which I consider unbelievably magical besides the word and is the word yet. Everybody on this earthly plane is on their own path and we are often our own worst, worst critics. We don't need anybody else outside of us to tell us that we failed or that we're not good enough or we can't do something. Let's say you've been given a job by your trainer to walk 10,000 steps a day. You might be overweight, out of shape, etc., however you want to say, okay? And you can't make those 10,000 steps up front. The idea of walking this many steps a day feels overwhelming to you. And your trainer asks you how you're doing with your 10,000 step a day challenge a few days in. You might respond by saying, man, it's so hard. I uh, just haven't been able to do the whole 10,000 steps. Now, let's look at it another way. With this statement, it makes it hard to feel like you can make any progress at all, right? It's kind of like you just stop yourself before you can get to your goal. It feels overwhelming and feels next to impossible. But when you add the word yet at the end of a sentence, it truly changes everything. Man, it's so hard. I haven't been able to do it yet. It means that you're still giving yourself the goal of achieving it and you do have faith in yourself, even if you don't know how you're going to get there. I haven't found a way yet. I haven't studied for the exam yet. I don't get this yet. I haven't figured this out yet. I haven't finished it yet. See how that completely opens up the ability to achieve something? It also speaks to how committed you are, right? So it's not like you put, you say your statement and you're at a full stop. You're kind of like, well, I haven't done it yet. I will. It speaks to how committed you are, how uh, possible you feel something is, how determined you are, and how resourceful you feel you are, simply by using the word 
yet at the end of your sentence. We all have the magic of yet within us. However, we don't develop that as our default setting when we set out to achieve a task. We listen to our mind. Our mind says it's hard. We go, screw it. I can't do it. And then we put a period after that statement. I'm asking you to make the word yet front and center in your Rolodex and put that at the end of the sentence before your period. Right? I want you to use that word often. And that will help you determine the direction of your life. It will also be quite impressive to you. And it's kind of pretty impressive to somebody else. Say, well, have you figured out how to do that? You're like, God, no. Not yet. Don't cut your ability short with a period at the end of your sentence. Add the word yet and create possibility. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week. And as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.